0: Log Talk Radio. Good morning, good afternoon, or evening, and welcome to Hope for Today. I am your host, Naja E. Brown. And I want to thank you all for uh, tuning in and listening today. Just thank you for your uh, support of Hope for Today, which is an outreach program of Yield to the King ministry. Today I want to talk about the importance of a healthy view of God. And I want to bring attention to the word healthy, and I'm going to contrast what is a healthy view of God versus what is a faulty view of God. The other day I was having a conversation with a young lady, and she asked me, why is God punishing me? And I asked her, in what way is God punishing you? And she said, well, I have prayed to him, and instead of answering my prayer, things seem to be getting worse. Then I asked her, well, in what way are things getting worse? And she stated, I can't seem to get ahead. It feels as if for every step I take, I take two steps backward only to find myself right where I started out. How many of us have felt that way or experienced that same forward and backward dichotomy? What I'd like to discuss today is whether or not God is really punishing us, or is he showing his love when we face difficulties, hardship, challenges, and adversity. So let's talk about God, our Heavenly Father, and his attributes which are an inherent part of who God is so i'm going to talk about the attribute and then what is our response to that attribute so god is a personal spirit and our response would be i will seek an intimate fellowship with him psalm 143:6 says i reach out for you i thirst for you as parched land thirsts for rain God is all powerful and our response is He can help me with anything, anything and everything. God has the power to create anything from nothing, according to Psalm thirty three, six through nine. He speaks and things happen, according to Psalms twenty nine, three through nine. His resurrection power is immeasurably great, according to Ephesians one nineteen through twenty. And he has power over death. We we can read that in Revelations 118. God is ever-present. He is always with me. Psalm 139 says, So where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. We can't go anywhere without being in the presence of God. God's continual presence brings contentment. That's what Hebrews 13 and 5 says. And then in Jeremiah 32, 17 and verse 27, it says, No task is too large or too difficult for him. God knows everything. So in response to that, I, we should go to him with all of our questions and concerns. Daniel 2, 21 says, He determines the course of the world events. He removes removes kings and sets others on the throne. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the scholars. God is also sovereign, and our response to his sovereignty is, I will joyfully submit to his will. God controls time and seasons. He's powerfully delivered his people from Egypt. God has dominion over the affairs of people. He has a plan for his people, and will carry it out. And God chose his people to become like Christ. And then he chose his people to save and purify them, according to 2 Thessalonians 2.13. God is holy. And our response to him being holy is, I will devote myself to him in purity, worship, and service. He disciplines believers to impart his holiness to them. That's what Hebrews 12 and 10 says, and we're going to read a little bit more in Hebrews just to talk about what type of discipline, what does God's discipline look like. Because God is absolute truth, our response is, I believe, I will believe what he says and live accordingly. John 8, 31, 32 says, You are are truly my disciples if you keep obeying my teachings. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. God is righteous, and our response to his righteousness is, I will live by his standards. We should live by his standards. God is just, and I want to point this one out. He will always treat me fairly. 2 Corinthians 5 and 10 says, For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in our bodies. All God's ways are righteous and deserve praise, and he exercises justice toward all humanity. And he will always treat us fairly. God is love. And our response is that he, or or just our acknowledgement is that he is unconditionally committed to my well-being. And that's important for us as we talk about whether God is punishing us or whether or not he is loving us to correct us and rebuke us and to train us. He is unconditionally committed to my well-being. He will correct his beloved children according to Proverbs 3 and 12. His eternal plans are motivated by his love according to Ephesians 1, 4 through 5. And God loves his people even when they are faithless. That's according to Hosea 3 and 1. God is merciful. He forgives my sins when I sincerely confess them. Now, this is important. God will never relent from showing mercy to his children. That's according to Psalm 23 and 6. God is faithful and our response to his faithfulness is i will trust him to always keep his promises. God faithfully matures his believers according to 1 Thessalonians 5:24, and God is faithful to fulfill his promises according to Hebrews 10:23. And then the other attribute is God never changes. He's immutable. And in response to that, we can say, my future is secure and eternal. God is good all the time, James 1, 17, And his love is never ending, according to Lamentations three twenty two, twenty three. 23. I want to go back to the young lady's conversation and comment that she felt God was punishing her. When we face hardship, challenges, adversity, and the like, sometimes we don't understand what it is that God is doing in our lives. And, but this is different. It's markedly different from us suffering self-induced consequences from sin, our own sin, or making poor decisions. I'm talking about God being unconditionally committed to our well-being, Him being just and knowing that He will always treat us fairly, and then trusting Him to always keep His promises. His love will correct, rebuke, and train. That's a healthy view of God, not that he is punishing us for harm, which is the faulty view. Let's review a few scriptures that back what I just said, back up what I just said. So in Hebrews 12, five, verses 5-11, five it says, verse 5 says, And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you. Verse 6 Because the Lord disciplines the one he loves, and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Verse 7 says, Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? Verse 8 says, If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Verse 9 says, Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? Verse 10 says, They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good good in order that we may share in his holiness. Verse 11 says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Another scripture I want to bring forward is James chapter one verses two through four. So when we are going through challenges and what we would call trials and tribulations, this is an attitude, this is the proper attitude that we can display in response to knowing who God is, knowing that He wants the best for us. James one verses two through four say says, excuse me, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Verse 3, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And then verse 4 says, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And then there's one other one that I want to bring forward, and that is Jeremiah 29 and 11. And it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So as I think about the young lady, and I was able to respond to her when we were having our conversation, I was able to tell her that God is not punishing her, that she should take a look at passages in Scripture that would share with her who God is based on his attributes and his characteristics. And I also offered that I would sit down and, and have a study with her so that she could have a, a good, healthy view of who God is. I would imagine it would be very, very difficult to go through this life, to go through this journey, thinking that every time something happens that may not be comfortable or may not be as good as we want it to be, that we're being punished or that God, the Father, this Heavenly Father, is sitting on His throne just waiting to drop the hammer on us. That is faulty thinking. We serve a God who is mighty, all-knowing. We just went through His attributes. He's powerful. He's all everywhere. He knows everything. He is sovereign. He's holy. He is absolute truth. He is righteous. He is just. I mean, we can go on and on and on. He is love. He is unconditionally committed to my well being, your well being. He is merciful. He is, I mean, we can go on and on. He is faithful, and we can trust him that he will always keep his promises. And then he never changes. He never changes. So as I think about, you know, uh, this young lady, I have continued to keep her in prayer. I have reached out to her and shared with her uh, Romans eight thirty five and 37 through 39, and it says, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or are hungry or cold or in danger or threatened with death? No, despite all these things overwhelming victory is ours through christ who loved us and i am that nothing can ever separate us from the love death can't and life can't and then it goes on so i wanted to say when we face hardship challenges adversity and the like sometimes we don't understand what god is doing in our life and this is different from us suffering self-induced consequences but I just want to say that God is pruning, molding, shaping, and refining us, and his love will correct us, and it will train us for righteousness. God wants the best for us, not harm. He wants the best for us because of who he is. So with that, I wanted to say God bless you. Thank you for joining us. And... um Do your own personal study. Do a little digging in the scripture and go back and think about your hardship and ask yourself, how did you respond? Now that you have a little additional information about who God is based on his attributes, ask yourself, how will I respond the next time I encounter adversity? Will I say that God is punishing me or will I say that God loves me so much that he's moving me forward to correct, rebuke, and train me for righteousness? With that... Say thank you, God bless you, and we'll meet up again in a couple of weeks. Have a blessed day.